It's the old radio comedy podcast. It's episode four of season two of the old radio comedy podcast, where we celebrate the classic comedy shows from the golden age of radio. Today is the final day to get your entry in for our hooded sweatshirt drawing. Any entry received after midnight tonight, January 15th, will be ineligible. Remember to send your email to oldradiocomedypodcast at gmail.com, put sweatshirt drawing in the subject line, and your name, mailing address, and sweatshirt size in the body of the email. Two lucky winners will receive an official Old Radio Comedy Podcast hooded sweatshirt, and the two winners will be announced on Monday's show. Today we bring you an episode from A Date with Judy, the sitcom that began as a summer replacement for the Bob Hope Show in the summer of 1941. It became so popular, it was picked up as a regular show by NBC Radio and ran until 1949, when it switched to ABC Radio for its final season. Now, the series was so popular that rival CBS Radio created the series Meet Corliss Archer to compete with it. A Date with Judy starred Ann Gillis in the starring role, replaced later by Deli Ellis, and then later on by Louise Erickson. It also spawned a feature film in 1948 and a TV show from 1951 to 1953. Sit back and relax for the August 5th, 1941 broadcast of A Date with Judy. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. The Pepsodent Show, presenting A Date with Judy. Hello? Hello, Judy. What are you doing tonight? Oh, I have a million things to do. Wash my hair and manicure my nails. I've got to go to the store, and Gloria asked me over, and I've got to clean up my room. Oh, gee, that's too bad. I was going to ask you for a date. A date? Oh, gee, that's wonderful. I'm not doing a thing. Uh-huh, you've got a date with Judy, chaperoned by Pepsodent. Pepsodent, you know, is the tooth powder with the power to produce a luster on teeth twice as bright as the average of all other leading brands. Pepsodent, and only Pepsodent, contains composite metaphosphate, a remarkable, safe, and efficient polishing agent. If you want to see your teeth gleam and sparkle as they never have before, I suggest you go to your corner store and say, Pepsodent tooth powder, please. And now slick back your hair and straighten your tie. You have a date with Judy. Well, let's see. Tomorrow is Father Foster's birthday. And that's why we find Judy and her brother Randolph 
at a downtown department store shopping for the perfect gift. You don't think Father would like a baseball bat, do you? Certainly not. Let's stop fooling, Randolph, and get Father something he needs. Here's a baseball glove. Do you think Father would go for that? Randolph, we only have two dollars, and we're going to use it to buy Father something he wants. Do you think he'd like a canoe? Father would know what to do with a canoe. I don't know. He does all right with a paddle. Let's get out of the sports department. Hey, where are you going now? Oh, there's just something over here I want to look at. In the lingerie department? Can you please wait a second, Randall? <gasps> Isn't this gorgeous? I don't think Father would look well in lingerie. <laughs> oh, Randolph, this slip is divine. Do you think a slip is something Father really needs? Well, no, but I wish he would. Well, I'm sure he'd get a lot more wear out of a black lace nightgown. <laughs> Look, my birthday isn't so far off. So if we bought Father a slip, he'd have it to give me. Well, in that case, let's get him a chemistry set, a baseball glove, a bicycle, and a Boy Scout knife. It'll relieve Father of birthday worries as far as I'm concerned for five years. All right, let's shop further, Randolph. Okie dokie. Hey, Judy, what are you going over to that counter for? Father doesn't wear earrings. <laughs> Get your father a birthday present? Yes, Mother, we did. We almost got lost in the wilds of the lingerie department, but we managed to hack our way out. Why, Randolph, how can you say that? We just took sort of a quick swing through that department. Yeah, swing and sway with lingerie. <laughs> What'd you get your father? Something useful, I hope. Oh, yes, Mother, something very useful. What, Judy? Well, I don't think we ought to tell you. Because he wanted to be a surprise for Father. Oh, I won't tell. We got him a smoking jacket. Oh, Randolph, what did you tell for? You know how intimate Mother is with Father. A smoking jacket? But your Father doesn't smoke. When he has this jacket, he will. You mean you got a smoking jacket for $2? Oh, no, Mother. We couldn't get Father anything cheap. This was $18. $18? Where did you get $18? Oh, we charged it. You charged it? You bought a present for your father, and you're making him pay for it? Well, what happened to the two dollars you saved? Oh, the two dollars. Well, Randolph bought himself a baseball glove for 79 cents. Well, Judy bought herself an evening bank for 85 cents. It was a necessity, Mother. That still doesn't count up to two dollars. Oh. Well, when we finished, we were so exhausted from shopping that we just had to buy Super Duper Sundays. Another necessity, Mother. I see. Well, I'm going to call up the department store and cancel it right now. The baseball glove can't be canceled. We bought it outright. Your father works hard. Then he has a birthday, and what do his children do? They buy themselves evening bags and baseball gloves. Oh, only one baseball glove, Mother. Poor father. No one ever thinks of him. All he ever thinks of is us. But we... we just neglect him. He is neglected, isn't he? He certainly is. Oh, Mother, I'm terribly sorry. I feel awful. Poor father, we hardly pay any attention to him. Well, I could take the baseball glove back. You know what I think would be nicer than anything? What? If you two spend the day with father on his birthday. Oh, mother, what a perfectly lovely idea. Oh, sounds mighty ghoulish to me. Oh, it's perfectly beautiful. Father will have one perfect day. We'll start out early in the morning. We'll go down to his office and surprise him. And just make father happy. <laughs> Thank you.
No? Well... Happy birthday, Father. Oh? Oh, thanks, kids. And uh, now, would you mind scramming? But, Father, Randolph and I are going to devote the whole day to you. Uh, I'm sure that would be very pleasant, but I have an 11 o'clock appointment. But, Father, I... all the arrangements are made. You've simply got to leave. And... Uh, look, Judy, a man has come to town. A man from whom I expect to get a large order. A very large order. It's the most important business. But, I... Father, we're going to spend the whole day making you happy. I don't want to be happy. I just want to get my order. Who is this man who's going to be here at 11 o'clock, Father? Huh? Well, he's stopping at the Carter Hotel just across the street. He'll be here in a minute. What's his name? Quigley. A.Q. Quigley. And now, would you mind getting out of here? Oh, Father. Well, this is what's called a paternal brush-off. Goodbye, Father. Goodbye. Oh, Randolph, what are we going to do? Then after all the wonderful plans we've made... I guess Father's been neglected so long he likes it. Randolph, we simply must rescue Father from himself. Come on. Where are you going now? To the Carter Hotel. We'll see Mr. Quigley and explain the whole situation. After all, it is Father's birthday, and we must do everything. Very. The situation is, you see, it's Father's birthday, and we've planned this perfect day of happiness for him. Hmm. I see. We know business is your primary interest and all that, but, but you wouldn't want to interfere with filial affection, would you? Oh, decidedly not. Oh, thank you, Mr. Quigley. I think you're wonderful. Not at all. I'll call your father now and cancel our appointment. You will? Oh, that's wonderful, Mr. Quigley. You don't know what this day of happiness is going to mean to Father. <laughs> Yes, Mr. Quigley. I see, Mr. Quigley, but couldn't you... Uh, well, when could you... I see, Mr. Quigley. Goodbye, Mr. Quigley. Oh, I'm sick. Come in. Oh, you two again. What do you want now? We thought we'd try once again to give you a happy birthday. Happy birthday. This is the most horrible day of my life. Mr. Quigley just phoned me. He isn't keeping his appointment. He doesn't know when he'll give me another. Is that so, Father? Then why don't you just come along with us? Why not? What have I got to lose? Lead on. Oh, Father, I think that's just scrumptious. Now, remember, Father, this is absolutely your day. So we want you to do everything you most like to do. Now, what would you like to do the most? Well, I'll tell you right now what I'd like to do least. Go to that horrible amusement park you're so fond of. Well, here we are, eh? At the amusement park. Oh, but, Father, this was all prearranged. And after we're through here, we can go do something you'd like to do. But you see, Father, this had been planned beforehand. Gee, I wonder where the gang is. The gang? Yes, Father. Your gang? Yes, Father. Oh, there they are in front of the fun house. Just what I love most, your gang. I don't get enough of it at home every night. I have to have it on my birthday, too. I see everybody else, but I don't see Mr. Quigley. Quigley? What's Quigley got to do with it? Well, we invited him to come along. You what? Well, yes, Father. We thought it'd be nice if you had a pal about your own age. A pal? That tight-faced conservative old... For the love of heaven. Well, we just did it for you to make you happy. Happy? I was never lower in my life. I can't believe it. You asked quickly to come to this... This den of horrors? Oh, Father, he'll enjoy it as much as you will. That's what I'm afraid of. A.Q. Quigley. Good Lord, a staid, blue-nosed old bachelor. Your crowd will kill him. Oh, is he a bachelor? Yes, he is. 
Oh, Judy, why do you do things like this to me? Oh, well, if he's a bachelor, I have to fix him up with a girl. I wonder if Mitzi's his type. Fix Quigley up with a... Oh, no, 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 Judy, not that. You want him to have fun, don't you? Hello, gang. Hello, everybody. Happy birthday for your father, Judy. Thank you, Mitzi. Oh, Oogie. Yes, Judy? Something's happened that calls for a tremendous sacrifice on your part, Oogie. Would you mind giving up Mitzi? Giving up Mitzi? Yes, only temporarily. My father's pal who's meeting us here is a bachelor. And since it's father's birthday, you wouldn't want my father's pal not to have a date today, would you? Well, no. Well, I thought Mitzi would be a good type for Mr. Quigley. So would you mind terribly if you went stay? Well, gee, I don't know. Maybe Mitzi isn't willing to sacrifice me. Mitzi, come on over here a second. Yes, Judy? Mitzi, Oogie's willing to release you for the day because I have another date for you. You have? Mm-hmm. He's an older man. An older man? Oh, how marvelous. I adore men in their 20s. Well, he's not exactly in his 20s. Well, suppose he's 19. Even that is all... Well, he's not exactly 19, either. Heck, that's getting right back to Oogie. Oh, he's older than Oogie. And he's very rich. A millionaire. Maybe even a multi-millionaire. And I give you my word of honor that he's an older man. Much older. It's a deal, Judy. Swell. Hey, Judy, come on out of your huddle. Mr. Quigley's here. Uh, Mr. Quigley, let me explain. This this is all... Oh, it's all fixed, you... Father. I mean about Mr. Quigley's date. Judy, for the love of heaven, how are you, Miss Foster? I'm fine. <laughs> Mr. Quigley, he's your date. Uh, Mr. Quigley, Miss Mitzi Hoffman. <laughs> how do you do? Is this Mr. Quigley? Well, yes, Mitzi. I think I'll go back to Oogie. <laughs> Mr. Quigley, really, I, I didn't know this was going to happen. I like older men, Judy. But after all, not that old. How can you say that? How old are you, Mr. Quigley? Why, uh, I'm uh, 45. You see, that's not so old. He's even got most of his hair. Turn around, Mr. Quigley. Judy. You see? In the back, it's pretty well covered. It's what I'd call a fringe. Don't be silly, Mitzi. Well, I bet if Mr. Quigley had on a toupee, why, he'd be stunning. Uh, can I get you something, A.Q.? I'm dreadfully sorry. <laughs> no, no, nothing at all. Can I get you something, Father? You look like you need it. No, Randolph. Well, okay, Judy, I'll do it for you. I'll be his girlfriend, but just for today, on account of it's your father's birthday. Oh, don't do me any favors. Gee, thank you, Mitzi. Come on, Quiggly Wiggly. Which would you rather do first? Go into the fun house or in the tunnel of love? Oh, this is horrible. I'll never get an order from him as long as I live. Let's go, gang. Nice and loud. Now, all together. Happy birthday, Mr. Foster! Well, that's going to be some birthday, all right. Randolph, uh, did I hear you say, let's go, gang, nice and loud? That's right, Mr. Goodwin. Wasn't that a slick birthday greeting? Oh, it sure was. But, Randolph, do you have any idea how loud, twice as loud it'd be? Heck, that'd probably bust the tubes in your radio set. (laughs) Well, it might. As a matter of fact, you'd know it was loud, all right. But you wouldn't know it was twice as loud because you couldn't exactly measure it. Of course, scientists could tell you by using delicate instruments. And that's just why the Pepsodent people went to several scientific laboratories to find out how much brighter Pepsodent tooth powder made teeth as compared to other tooth powders. Well, of course, we knew it made teeth brighter, but we wanted to know how much brighter. Well, here's the answer we got from these independent laboratories. After they'd made all their tests and all their comparisons, 
measured by scientific instruments, they found that Pepsodent tooth powder makes teeth twice as bright. Yes, sir, twice as bright as the average of all other leading brands. Now, that makes a whale of a lot of difference in the way your teeth sparkle and shine. It makes a lot of difference in the way your smile flashes. And it'll certainly make a lot of difference in the way people will look at you. So get the big plus in polishing power that Pepsodent tooth powder can give you. Make your teeth shine twice as brightly. All you have to do is go to your corner store and ask for high-polish Pepsodent tooth powder. Well, Father's having anything but a happy birthday. He's just about dying at the sight of his straight-laced customer, Mr. Quigley, being led by the nose by Mitzi and the rest of Judy's gang. Right now, they're in the fun house at the amusement park. Thank you! Thank you! Let me explain! Oh, Father, I'm so glad you're enjoying your birthday so. I'm enjoying a merry chase, that's what. Every time I open my mouth to Quigley, a rolling barrel upsets him or he shoots down a slide. Fun, isn't it, Father? Yes, Judy, it's fun. The kind they have an insane asylum. <laughs> oh, Father, watch out. Is that a trap door in front of you? A trap door? It's nothing of the kind. <laughs> well, that takes care of Father. What's this hole in the wall called? Father, how unromantic of you. This is the tunnel of love. Well, I can hardly see. I wonder where Quigley and that magpie are. I don't know how Quigley's going to hold up under this. Normally, he looks like he was ready to cave in. If he's 45, I'm 16. Father, he and Mitzi are sitting in the seat in front of us. In the seat? If Quigley, is that you? Yes, it is I. Oh, it, it is, isn't it? Well, I, uh, I was just seeing how nice it was you are being near me where I could get a chance to talk to you, explain this Can I tell myth. you something, Mr. Quigley? You may tell me something, Mitzi. Well, usually when we get in the tunnel of love, we pitch woo. Pitch woo? <laughs> yeah. You know, hold hands. In your day, Mr. Quigley, it was probably called bundling. Uh, that was a little before my day. <laughs> You see, Mitzi, he's not so old. Uh, Miss Mitzi, shall I be required to pitch woo? <laughs> That's entirely up to you, Mr. Quigley. Just do what you like. Father and I won't watch if you don't want us to, will we, Father? No, not if you don't want us to. <laughs> oh, it's so wonderful to celebrate your birthday with you, Father. I never knew how much fun it was to just give of yourself for somebody else's happiness. I love it, just giving and giving. If you really want to give, for the love of heaven, give me a chance to talk to you quickly alone. Mitzi? Oh, Mitzi, would you mind changing seats with me? I'd like to sit up there with, uh, with your date. I want to discuss a new type of canning process I'm going to... Change seats? That would be terrible. It would? Why, of course. Because what would everybody think if they saw us emerging from the tunnel of love in the broad daylight? Me sitting with Judy... And Mr. Foster sitting with Mr. Quigley. 
Judy. Judy, what are we going to do now? Eat our picnic lunch, Father. Then we're going swimming. Oh, isn't it lovely? And to think it's all for your birthday, Father. All I can say is I wish I were never born. <laughs> oh, Father, you say more things to make me laugh. <laughs> yeah, I'm going to be laughing the rest of my life in a maniacal sort of way in a padded cell. What's wrong with Mr. Quigley? Well, nothing's wrong with him. He just fell off the pier into the water. He's all right now. They pulled him out. Of course, he's kind of puffing like an old dinosaur, but oh. I guess... Oh. For 20 years, I've been trying to build up a good, respectable business, and in one fell swoop, I'm ruined. Oh, don't worry, Father. If necessary, I can become a professional baseball player and support the family. I've got a glove now. Well, when we get home tonight, you'd better plan wearing it someplace else besides on your hand. <laughs> Oh, Mr. Quigley. I say, Mr. Quigley, are you all right? Mr. Foster, please don't disturb us. We're having lunchy wunchy, aren't we, Quigley Wiggly? Uh, quite so, quite so. Yes, but after Quigley Wiggly. Uh, uh, Mr. Uh, Quigley's fall from the pier. He's perfectly all right. He's a little wet. But after he eats his lunch, he's going to get in the bathing suit anyhow. So what's the death? He might catch cold. That's silly. Come on now, Quigley Wiggly. Open your mouth. That's it. Now, I'll just poke in a spoonful of ice cream. I forgot. There we are. Now, how's about a bite of pickle? Oh, for the love of heaven. Uh, I'm, I'm all right, Foster. But, uh, but Please, but they... Mr. Foster, quig is my day. Open wide. Yeah, yeah. Okay, everybody, get into your suits. We're going swimming. Swimming? Right after lunch? Are you crazy, Judy? Oh, Father, we're right here on the lake. We might as well use it. Here's a suit for you, Father. I go in the bathhouse and put it on. I refuse to go swimming. But, Father, everyone's going in. There goes Mr. Quigley. Mr. Quigley, he's got his clothes on. Yes, he isn't going to bother changing. He's all wet anyhow. Oh, I'll never get an order from anybody again as long as I live. Last one in is a stinky pie. Gee, Father's having a perfect day. <laughs> A stomachache. Come on, Father. We're going to the dance pavilion. The dance pavilion? You mean the dance? Oh, you won't have to jitterbug. I'll dance with you any way you want. To. I don't want to do it anyway. I just want to stay here and hold my stomach. Oh, everybody's dancing. Just do it the way you used to in the gay 90s. Well, you might even try trotting out a minuet. Do they call that boiler factory din music? Mr. Quigley? Oh, AQ? Are you referring to me, Foster? Look, AQ, when they're not looking, we can sneak out the side door. Come on, Quigley Weekly, let's dance. Uh, I shall try to oblige you, Miss Mitzi. Can you jitterbug? Jitterbug? Oh, Mitzi, please, please don't do that to him. I took him on for today, and I'm going to do my duty. I'm going to see he has a good time. That's it, Quig. Am I uh, manipulating properly, Miss Mitzi? Not bad, Quig. Only don't pop my arm, just jerk it. Oh. You mean uh, like this? Now you're getting in the groove. Come on, a worm, a skirt! Scully's had the most scrumptious Sundays, Father. That's why we brought you here. It's sort of the finish of a perfect day. Finish is right. Let's order. Quiggly Wiggly, what do you want? The Hawaiian Dream Special is simply lush. 
It's pistachio ice cream covered with ripe oh. cherries, ground pecans, and marshmallow sauce. Look, can't you just order? Do you have to discuss it out loud? Oh, jeepers. They have the regular 30-cent Junior G-Men Sunday today for only 27 cents. Holy drooly. Uh, ooly drooly? Uh, that means a state of suspended elation, A.Q. What are you going to have, Father? I'll have a Bromo Seltzer. Four Super Dupers, one Junior G-Man, three Hawaiian dreams, a Bromo Seltzer. Coming on? Oh, Judy, please, as a special favor to a sick old man, will you let me out of here? But this is all for you, Father. How would it look if the person at the party's for just got up and left? In five minutes, I won't be able to leave. I'll have to be carried out. You know, Quiggly Wiggly, I'm beginning to think you're kind of cute. Uh, thank you, Miss Mitzi. How does he hold up like that? My gills are purple. Well, George is a cokey dopey, but he's got a puddle jumper, so he doesn't entirely curdle you. Uh, Foster, would you care to interpret that? Oh, certainly, A.Q. A cokey dopey is a droopy ick. And a, a puddle jumper is a, a meat grinder. Yes, but That I... is a broken down old jalopy. When you get through, Father, I'll interpret what you said. Here's your pleasure, witches. Father, you've got to take just one spoonful of my super duper. It's in celebration of your birthday, after all. Why not? After all I've gone through, what can a super-duper do to me? Good Lord, is this glorified muck edible? Oh, quick, let me out of here. What's the matter with Father? Why'd he run out of here like that? I guess Father decided to give up his birthday. Melvin, put this hot water bottle on your tummy. Would you like the ice bag on your head? Everything hurts. My legs from walking around, my head spinning in a million different directions. I never had such an awful day in my life. We were only trying to celebrate your birthday. You celebrated it all right. Another hour of it and it would have been my last birthday ever. Oh, now calm down, Melvin. Calm down. You didn't just have a birthday, Dora. Listen to me, all of you. My birthday is hereafter struck out of the calendar completely. Oh, Father. Well, I'm afraid I've seen the last of Quigley. But, Father, all we did was for you. Well, don't think I don't appreciate it, Judy. You devoted a whole day to me. Giving up your time, not doing the things you usually do, spending all that... Incidentally, who footed the bill? Mr. Quigley. What? He insisted. If I ever get up from this deathbed, I'll... Oh, my stomach... And poor Quigley. Who's taking care of Quigley? Who's putting hot water bottles on his stomach? Oh! That wasn't your stomach, Father. That was the telephone. (laughs) I'll get it. Hello? Oh, yes. Melvin, it's Mr. Quigley. Quigley? What am I going to say to the man? Here, Judy, hold this ice pack. Randolph, you hold this hot water bottle. Hello? Hello there, Foster. Mr. Quigley, I want to explain about today. I, I feel just the way you do about it. Well, I didn't know you had it in you. I thought it was wonderful, too. Just wonderful. You what? Oh, it was a fine day. Thanks very, very much. And, Foster, about that order. Yes? I've decided to double it. What? Well, see you in the morning. Yeah. Say, you don't sound so good. Can't take it, can you? No, I... Well, try to get back in shape. I feel great. Well, I never... What happened, Melvin? He doubled the order. He enjoyed the day. Here's your hot water bottle, Father. I don't need it. I feel great. 
You know, you never can tell about those blue noses. Uh-oh, I wonder who that can be. I'll get it. Hello? Yes? It's Mr. Quigley again. Give me back my hot water bottle. I knew it. I knew it couldn't be true. Let me have that phone But door. he doesn't want to talk to you. He wants to talk to Judy. To Judy? Mm-hmm. I'll take it. Hello? Hello, Quigley Wiggly. Hello, Miss Foster. I just called back to ask you a favor. Yes, Mr. Quigley? Could you give me Mitzi's telephone number? <laughs> hey, he wants Mitzi's telephone number. He what? <laughs> Happy birthday, Father. Well, well, Father seems to have had a happy birthday after all. And talking about birthdays, by the way, we're having a pretty happy birthday ourselves. Well, many happy returns, young man. What birthday are you celebrating? Well, Father Foster, just exactly six months ago today, on the first Tuesday night in February, the new Pepsodent 50 Tough Toothbrush was announced to the country over these same stations. And in the six months that followed, the Pepsodent 50 Tough Toothbrush has become one of the most popular fastest-selling toothbrushes in America. Now, there's a good reason for that, ladies and gentlemen. The Pepsodent 50 Tough Toothbrush is giving men and women, and children too, a more comfortable, more thorough cleansing action than any brush they've ever known. That's because with its 50 tufts of Fibrex, this Pepsodent brush gives you twice as many tufts in a small, compact head as any other brush you see in your store. Twice as many tufts for double-power cleansing. And those Fibrex bristles are so slender, so gentle, so unlike the harsh, stiff bristles people used for years that they need no breaking in. They're easier on tender gums. No wonder people have gone for this brush in a great big way. No wonder we're celebrating. In just six months, the Pepsodent 50 Tough Toothbrush has set a record in the drug trade that has never been equaled. Happy birthday! Thank you. Ladies and gentlemen, we'd like to have you join the celebration. If you haven't used a Pepsodent 50 Tough Toothbrush yet, get one tonight at your corner store. Well, good night, Judy. Good night. I had a dreamy time. You ain't wolfing? Well, then, how's about a date come Tuesday next, Judy? A date next Tuesday? Oh, I'm mad for it. That was the episode Father's Birthday from A Date with Judy. Remember, be sure to get your sweatshirt drawing emailed in by midnight tonight if you haven't already done so. And tune in on Monday to hear the two winners of the drawing and another classic comedy radio show right here on the Old Radio Comedy Podcast. I'm Greg Fordyce. Thanks for listening. You play with your balls a lot. Do not play with my balls. Larry Bird doesn't do as much ball handling in one night as you do in an hour. Yay!